0: Hey guys, Eric Lindeen here. I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic Church in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you, and that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: Thank you for all of you who came out and served at Serve Day today. Um One of the things as uh, we were talking about uh, serving um, the the Teen Challenge boys, the the high school version of Teen Challenge called Lakeside Academy out in Buffalo, um, I've had some experience with those young men where they are put in a program for a year. And when I was youth pastor at Plymouth Covenant, it was really cool because they would send boys to the youth group on Wednesday nights. And it was such a blessing because those young men know how to share their faith. Those young men know how to cut through all of the gray, all of the ambiguity, and just say, here's my junk, here's my stuff, here's what I'm working on, here's what God has brought me through. And while I was youth pastor there, it brought the depth of ministry to a whole new level. Because uh, many students, when you would sit around their small group and you'd say, hey, do you have any prayer requests? They would say things like, well, um, I have a big test on Thursday. And that's great. Tests are a big deal. We will pray for that. And then when you get to a young man going through the Lakeside Academy uh, Teen Challenge program, and we say, hey, how can we pray for you? Well... I've done this. I'm trying to break that. I have hurt this many people. I hope my parents will take me back, and I'm dealing with all this junk. And it's like, whew. But this person has a test, right? Let's, like, so not to play the comparison game, but just the depth of here's my stuff. Will you pray for me? And to be able to go and serve the boys at Lakeside Academy and uh, others, it's, it's such an awesome privilege If you've ever been on a mission trip, you've probably had this experience and and had this epiphany where you go to serve, right? The goal is to serve, to be a blessing, and you receive so much more in that process, right? Like, wow, I came to serve, I came to be a blessing, and I feel so much more blessed than what I could have offered to another human being. So um, I just wanted to share some thoughts on serving as we have reflected upon our day and the opportunities that we had in front of us today. And for me, I think I I developed a bit of a serving itch going back to grade school in my home. I grew up in a Christian home with pretty traditional Christian values and pretty traditional roles as far as my mom and my dad and what that looked like, at least back in the day. So the roles back in the day, which I grew up with, was dad comes home from work. He was a teacher. He was a coach. And mom prepared a meal for the family. We would sit down around the table. We would have a meal together. And then we would get up from that meal and go watch TV until bedtime is pretty much how it went. Except for my mom, she would stay in the kitchen. She would clear the table. She would wash the dishes, she would sweep the floor, and then come join the rest of us maybe 40 minutes to an hour later. And that's just kind of how it went. And I don't know exactly at what age it was, I'm guessing around the fifth or sixth grade year of my life, where I realized, sitting in the living room, that there was somebody missing. Somebody in our family was not here when the rest of us were watching television or playing a board game, and I remember walking out to the kitchen, and there's my mom doing the dishes. This was even before dishwashers at that point, and I just said, hey, mom, can can I help? And she said, well, that'd be great, son. I'll wash you dry, and that began a tradition on... Most nights where I didn't have practice or something that I had to be at, mom would clear the table, I would help her, and I would jump up on the counter and sit on the counter as she washed certain items, and I would dry them and put them away in the counter. And it just became a real special time uh, with my mom. I was serving my mom, who was serving our family, but I really feel like I received more out of that than my mom did. I got to hear her wisdom and her heart for others. And uh, I grew in my relationship with Jesus through spending time with my mom drying dishes. And I think it really um, was a, an inspiration in this uh, attitude of serving about my ninth grade year where I went on my first mission trip of many, many to come. Now, my youth ministry that I grew up in, in uh, Cocado, Minnesota, at First Baptist Church, we never had a a paid youth person, so it was volunteers, usually a, a couple that would come and they would serve or they would teach, so I never went on a mission trip with my church, but the Lutheran church in town, I had a buddy who went there and was a part of that youth group and found out in ninth grade that they were going to Kansas City, Missouri, where they were going to go build homes with Habitat for Humanity. And that just sounded like one of the coolest experiences of my life. And so I went my ninth grade year, and I helped build homes to the best of my ability as a freshman in high school. And it was a life-changing week of my life. I love those who served me as my rotation of youth leaders throughout my life. And I love the pastors that I had at First Baptist Church through the years. But if I'm completely honest, no disrespect from them. I remember their presence. I remember their love. I remember how they poured in. But I don't remember a single word that came out of their mouths. I don't remember anything that they taught me specifically. But I could tell you about every single detail of every single day of my mission trip to Kansas City building homes for Habitat for Humanity. There's just something about serving that you don't forget. It sticks with you and it goes with you over and over again. And I think one of the reasons that serving is Is such a high value of our church, that's a high value for me, is because I learned at an early age it's a high value for Jesus. Serving is a high value for Jesus. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, we read, Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Now, if that doesn't just blow your mind in of itself, um, I don't know what will. Jesus, there at the beginning of creation, did not come to be served. I go, what? If anyone should be served, if anyone should be able to kick the legs back on the recliner and be served, it's the creator of the heavens and the earth. But he did not come to be served. He came to serve, it says, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I go, wait, what? Wait, what? In John 13, verse 12 and following, we read this. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, Jesus said to them, do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you were right, for I am so. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. He showed us. Yes, he came and he lived. Yes, he came and he died. But he also came and he showed us how to live. He did that through serving. Verse 15, for I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. Jesus gave us the example, right? Before he went to the cross, he washed his disciples' feet, even the one he knew who would betray him, even one he knew would deny him. He washed their feet and gave them an the example that said, now go and do the same. On a mission trip last summer to uh, out to Rapid City, South Dakota, with about... 80 high school students, we actually washed the feet of the high school students they're absolutely blown away there's something about that that is confusing is humbling and is beautiful so we can literally wash the feet of those around us uh, I, I did that in the proposal when I asked my wife to marry me. We had spent some, some time together on, on a certain day. We uh, had uh, done some hiking. We'd spent some time together. Uh, I'd been carrying a backpack around with me all day long. And uh, it all culminated to uh, going to a coffee shop that she had opened in Minneapolis. It doesn't exist anymore. Lord, rest... Overflow Espresso Cafe in peace. It was a wonderful place, wonderful slice of heaven right there in Minneapolis. But I sat her down at a chair outside the coffee shop. My parents, her parents, our family members were inside waiting. And when I asked Molly to marry me, I I said the words, hey, Molly, would it be okay if I served you for the rest of our life? And I took out a bowl, I filled it with water, and I washed her feet. I said, this is obviously symbolic for what Jesus did to his disciples. And um, she said no. I'm just kidding. She said, yes. She said, yes. Um, And then my family came out and and her family came out, surrounded us, prayed over our engagement and our our future together. And I would love to say that from that moment on, I've just been serving her nonstop. I've got this down, right? But I don't. It's still a, a, a rub at times. Three nights ago, honey, I'm sorry. I don't know if I've apologized, but I felt the nudge when I was in bed. She came to bed. She says, oh, it's going to rain at 3 o'clock in the morning. I guess I'll go get the cushions off the furniture out on the patio. And inside I thought, yes, you will. Yes, you will go get those cushions. Right? And and, and I gave a half-hearted. I'm open confession right now. I gave a half-hearted once she actually physically got out of bed. Hey, let me do that for you, and she was gone. I was like, well, I can, I can lay here now, right? But that's a miss. I felt the check of the Holy Spirit saying, Craig, go, go serve your wife. Go grab the cushions. And that's, that's a failure on my part. And I, I don't have time to share all of those with you when they happen. So I don't always have it down, but my desire to serve not only my family, but others is there because... I'm a Christ follower, and we are called as Christ followers to serve one another. So um, before I, I go, I just want to share four quick things. It's, it's going to fly. Don't, don't panic when you hear, what, four? Um, four quick things. It's basically what the Bible says about serving. What the Bible says. Now, there are more. I could give you thousands, so be happy it's only four. Four things the Bible says about serving God, and I'm taking this. From a devotional that I read from pastor and author Rick Warren, so um, I got to give credit where credit is due. Number one, serving makes you more like Jesus. Is't that the greatest compliment a person could give? Hey, man, I see Jesus when I see you. I recognize Jesus when I see you. Oh, and I'm going to be honest, dude, when I saw you serving and the the attitude that you had today I was like. I think that looks a whole lot like Jesus, right? Serving makes you more like Jesus. Um, Just like I read in Matthew 20, 28, where it says, Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. I honestly believe that um, if we don't learn how to serve others, we'll never grow to spiritual maturity. It just won't happen. We strengthen our serving muscles when we make the most out of opportunities that have been given to us. And it doesn't have to be a a, a mission trip on the other side of the planet. It can be, can I get an amen, moms? When you pick up your your laundry, when you pick up the, the dirty socks, when you unload the dishwasher, like little things. When we are faithful in little things, God will give us opportunities in bigger things. Why would God bless us or give us opportunities on a global scale if we don't serve him in the little everyday opportunities that we have all day long? So, like today at Serve Day, like this evening Before and after the potluck that we're about to have, there are opportunities to serve. There are opportunities all around us. And serving makes us more like Jesus. Number two, serving is the highest use of your time. It's the highest use of your time. When you're not serving, let's think about this for a second. Let's just break it down. When you're not serving, let's take sleeping out of the equation. When you're not serving, what are you doing? How often is that self-seeking? How often is that selfish? There are times, right, introverts in the house, you can give me a little amen under your breath. Um, There are times where we just got to fill our tank, right? I have given, I have poured out, I got to fill my tank. But serving is the highest use of our time. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 58 says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Always give yourselves fully. Friends, if you want to make an impact and if you want to leave a legacy, the highest use of your time is to serve God by serving others. Think about this. When you reflect on the past, whatever, week, month, year, when you you reflect back on time that you have wasted, How many times have you said that? Well, that was a waste of time. That movie was a waste of time. Like, (laughs) why did we go there? Why did we do that? That was a waste of time. Serving others is never wasted. It's never wasted time. I don't think you'll ever look back and go, man, I wish I hadn't served that person. I wish I hadn't given to that person. I wish I hadn't taken the time to be there for them to plant those trees, to uh, throw in that mulch, to stock those shelves, to pick up that trash. Like, are you really going to reflect back and go, man, that was a waste? Probably not. Probably not. Um, When I was in, I actually ended up taking two trips, uh, not only my ninth grade year, but my sophomore year, back to Kansas City for another trip, building homes for Habitat for Humanity. And um, on that second trip... Me and two friends of mine, we went off. We were we were pretty much downtown Kansas City, not quite downtown, but we were we were in the suburbs, not the safest neighborhood in the world. We were told specifically, do not go off on your own. I'm a sophomore in high school, so and a short attention span. So, me and my two buddies are about six blocks away from our housing by ourselves, and this this car drives by six or seven guys in this vehicle yell some obscenities out the window. My friend gives a little wave. Gives a little wave. He says he waved. I'm not sure that was all that he did, but he says that he waved. All I remember is about half a block down, the brakes on the car are slammed. The car is thrown into reverse. All of a sudden, seven guys jump out of a car, they surround us, and one of them says, "You boys are about to get the worst the worst beating of your entire life with some other obscenities." And, and we're about to get jumped me and my two buddies by seven other guys, but for whatever reason, right before that happened, one of them says, "What are you even doing here anyways?" And I was like, "Uh." We're here building homes with Habitat for Humanity, just trying to serve the community. And they just froze. And another of the men looked at me and says, well, that's cool. And they got in the car and they drove away, right? (laughs) There is respect and there is admiration for those who serve. Like it clicked, it, it was just an amazing thing. And I, I look back and I was like, wow. They, they know what's up. They know what's legit, right? And, 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 and drove off. Serving is the highest use of your time. And those seven guys and that car in Kansas City, Missouri, 20-some, 30-some, 40-some years ago, uh, recognize that. So number one, serving makes you more like Jesus. Number two, serving is the highest use of your time. Number three, serving is the secret to greatness. just is. It's the secret guarantee to greatness. Matthew 20, 26 says, if you want to be great, you must be the servant of all the others. And true greatness comes from servanthood, not for living for yourself. Just think back on history, and the greatest leaders are those who serve the most. From Jesus, the ultimate, to Mother Teresa, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King Jr., the best leaders are servant leaders, hands down. And then number four, serving will be rewarded in heaven. Serving will be rewarded in heaven. Mark 10, 29, 30 says, I can guarantee this truth, anyone who gave up anything because of me and the good news will certainly receive a hundred times as much. Ultimately, our our boss, our supervisor, our creator, right, is Jesus. And he will reward us one day for everything that we have done for him. It's a guarantee. How cool is that day going to be? How awesome is that day going to be? Not to get stuff, not to receive accolades. We're not. It's not gonna. But there's just something about knowing that you have given, poured out, sacrificed for the sake of Jesus, and and, and if you wanna put a bow on the whole thing. I think it's, it's important to remember that whatever we do for the least of these, it's as though we're doing it for Jesus, right? So when I serve my wife, I'm serving Jesus. When I serve my children, I'm serving Jesus. When I stock shelves, I'm stocking Jesus's shelves. When I pour mulch, I'm mulching Jesus's uh, floral arrangement in his yard, right? It's for him. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. So, what opportunities do we have in front of us? What opportunities do we have to serve one another uh, each and every day? In in the parable of the sheep and the goats, Jesus said, uh, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did it for me. And when you do something that makes someone else's life better in some way, we're serving God. We're serving God. One of my life verses, 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So what does that look like in in your context? What opportunities has God given to you? And, And there are opportunities in our church to serve in our church, to serve one another in our church family. There are missions, opportunities all around us. But start with the little things. Start with the things that God has placed right in front of you, right here today. Start there and build off of that. And maybe there are some opportunities, or maybe there's been that still small voice, like I heard three nights ago and I suppressed it, saying, Hey, why don't you mow their lawn? Why don't you send a meal? Why don't you whatever, fill in the blank and start there? Uh, it feels good, for one, it, it gives your life purpose. Just if we eliminated all serving, we just all of a sudden. We woke up in the morning and serving did not exist. Then, what's the point of getting out of bed in the morning? To do what? To go where? To build what? It, it's all about serving. So, serving makes you more like Jesus. Serving's the highest use of your time, it's the secret to greatness and serving will be rewarded in heaven. So let's recognize those opportunities that we have, make the most of the opportunities that we've been given, and go out and serve and keep serving. Amen? Amen. Father God, thank you for the opportunities that you give us each and every day. Lord, there are opportunities on the other side of planet Earth, and there are opportunities across the street of our homes, and there are opportunities across the room. Lord, help us to recognize the opportunities that you have given to us. Help us to live in that, to develop a, the, the, the spiritual muscle of serving so that it flows naturally out of us, that people would see that in us and say, Wow, there's just something about the God that they serve. There's something special about what that person has inside, the motivation to do what they do. So, Father, um, speak to our hearts. Give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the courage to follow through with what you have called us to. Lord, may this not just be a, quote, unquote, serve day, but a serve day. Lifestyle that we live out. Thank you for your example. Thank you for showing us what that looks like. And Lord, um, may we go and do the same. We pray these things in your son's name, the servant's name, the greatest servant that ever was and ever lived and ever will, Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Maple Grove podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Mosaic Maple Grove. Your generosity allows this message to go out into the world. You can be a part of the Mosaic tribe by going to mymosaicchurch.com. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Grace and peace, my friends.